Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we are on Howie Reeve. How are you today? Decent, thank you. I've had a day at work, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, mundane it was. As it is. Um, but, but not unpleasant. A, a time difference. We're talking over, I'm um, in the US and, and Howie's over in Glasgow, right? Yeah, Scotland, yeah. Nice, nice. How's the weather there? Is it like, not to be generic, is it actually getting... With this whole global warming, everything's kind of weird. It's it's, uh, it's cloudy and a bit cold, but it hasn't rained today. Glasgow's a, a city where it's wet a lot of the time. Like Scotland is a wet place, you know. I mean, always grey. <laughs> beautiful, sometimes not grey, but and uh, you know, if 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 things were left to their own devices, it'd be almost entirely forest. You know, like pine forest. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, because the weather's weird here and, and as the days go on. So as I was asking the rest of the world, it feels like it's still kind of warm. All right. So you are not of the ordinary top 40 radio musician. No. You are super creative and you have some really great music. I was lucky enough to be introduced to you from a, a fellow friend musician. And, and I'm excited to share you. And I hope I can turn on some people to you. Um, I, you know, about it and you create the creative force that you have you know because it's not the ordinary instrument band guitar because you are a bass player singer but you're also kind of like, your sound i don't you know i'm not gonna try to think of a name i can't even think of how to describe you <laughs> and do you justice people just have to listen to you um what kind you first started like in music, like really? Because you're not was this regular pop music, or do you evolve more to, to this creative genre? Like, like from the beginning, you mean? Yeah, or we can kind of then be full detail. But I'm just kind of curious. Like, did you start out and then kind of go deeper to this creative? Well, I remember, like, I guess my world changed when I was 14, and and I, I always hunted out the bands that I would really like. You know, they can be a fashion. Punk exploded and they were the main bands, but I went a little bit under the surface and found some other bands that were by far my favourite. And then um, post-punk exploded and had a, a life-changing effect on me. And again, it was was the slightly less famous bands. Um, maybe in my early 20s, I was a bit of a snob and slightly <laughs> anti-rock. Like I liked a band from 83 to 86, they existed called Big Flame. And they, they were really, uh, they almost had a dogma against the 4-4 beat, you know. <laughs> uh, but they were, they're absolutely, you know, occasionally people will say, oh, it's a bit pro- progressive rock what you're doing. It's, it's not because the songs are quite short. And, um, but there, there were a lot of, a few post-punk bands that wrote short songs that were quite low fidelity, but really passionate and changed a lot, you know, like, um, so... That that's an influence, plus the fact, in a way, I've got a short attention span, and in, in another way, I haven't. Uh, sometimes a sign of confidence is to stick with a thing rather than only play something for, you know, gratuitously just for 10 seconds because and then change and change, because I like to think live that I'm quite accessible. It's it's not super complicated, but it, but it isn't verse chorus ever. Uh, and that's not because I'm trying not to be that. It's just I don't write that way. Um, yeah. It, well, yeah, it's very interesting because how it plays, it's bass, the acoustic bass, 
yeah. and and vocals pretty much. And I know you play with other musicians. We can talk about that. You can go into that. Sure, That's pr- the basis of which is not something people usually hear. Like if you see one guitar, it's usually a singer with a you know with a guitar, you know, six you know a six string yeah. not playing. And you know you'll use your your guitar for you know rhythm for bass or tapping. You kind of use what's around you, you know, which is really interesting. And it, it is it's not a verse chorus thing, but they really are fun songs. They're they're like little journeys, you know. Yeah, they um, are, and 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 it's funny because uh, a good friend interviewed me once and said, "Why why bass? Why acoustic bass?" And it's it's the simplest answer in the world. It's my instrument. Uh, I find it. The I mean, I've got an electric bass that's broken in in, in my girlfriend's house in France at the moment, but. With the acoustic one, I, I just find it so expressive, you know, whether I'm just hitting it once, one single note, or, um, you know, going on and on and on. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, I, I feel very emotionally connected to the sound that it uh, I can produce out of it. Uh, it sounds to me very warm, very big and very warm. You know, it's, it very, is, comfor- it it's very comforting. Yeah, I like to be, I mean, it's kind of, you need a bit of depth, a bit of warmth, a bit of brightness. Uh, and uh, the ability to be gentle and vulnerable, but also aggressive, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Um, At yeah. this point, so so with your music being a lot more eclectic, you have your, your niche audience, correct? Is, it, is well, it more of a challenge coming into newer people that are like used to the, the very basic pop songs? Or like, they're like, what? This is not uh, a formula. Uh, well, it, it generally not. Uh, I mean, occasionally people are like, oh, crikey, what's that? But um Oof. I, I think I'm quite down to earth in what I do, you know, uh, and it's, it's, I think it's more for me, I mean, it's for other people to say as well, but it often gets described as unique, which, which is a different thing to strange. I mean, one of the, you know, the things I write about are things that I process personally, things that I see going on around me, um, but but they're, they're not really esoteric. I, I write quite obliquely, but I care about injustice. I don't like seeing people suffer. I want a better world. You you know, they're, they're, they're pretty, I mean, those are the easiest ones to, themes to describe, but yeah. And, and, and sometimes like I'll play a place, I don't exactly have favorite places. I've toured a lot, but if you go to like Southern Europe where people respond quite emotionally, a lot of them mm-hmm. won't understand my lyrics, but like somewhere like Lisbon where there's a lot of South American people in the audience as well, is uh, the, the emotional charge of the gig is um, really can be really, really powerful, you know? And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's that, great. Yeah. It's, I mean, the words are really important, but, but you can intuit the kind of emotion from it. Even, you know, you don't have to get every, you know, exact nuance sort of thing. Well, I ask because like in the States, if, if, if you do that in certain clubs, people be like, whoa, you know what I mean? I would be like, oh, this is great. I would sit down, and listen, you know, but some people expect a certain thing. So, but also everything I said, the United States is a lot, feels like a lot more open to different types of styles. Perhaps, you, you know, and, I mean, I've been touring solo since 2012 and you, you, you slowly play less gigs that you're not suited to. You know, you want to bring everybody in. I don't want to exist in a bubble, but uh, like I just did a small tour of England and it was three small, intimate, independent, open-minded places. You know, audiences of 30-ish. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, and, and if your feet are on the ground and you're down to earth and you're sort of friendly, that counts for a lot. I mean, I played um, I played a really rough part of Glasgow. It was uh, somebody's 18th birthday who was wheelchair bound and his father was the, the, like a really, really kind man that everybody loved. And almost everybody there hadn't heard music like mine before. But, you know, I got a lot of people coming up going, oh, that really got to me. And, you know, uh, I mean, it's a very personal thing to say, but but like a few years ago when that gig was, like my sister's health was on my mind and everybody has something like that going on in their right. life where there's a loved one who's, you know, fragile. And um, yeah, you, you, yeah. Uh, I, I, find, I've, I find my own way of doing it. You know, I didn't try too hard. I, I, don't, I don't know if that, you know, I don't mean that as a boast, but yeah it, no. it, it always sort of sounds like howie me you know so um yeah uh but well it, it's good music it's, it's like people walking oh my god it's like a place of like they're walking into like a death metal show or something they're not expecting it's like to see k-pop you know the music is very inviting too it's just i'm just saying for people that don't like change you know yeah and it, but it's funny because like like, like like the value system you, you obviously you know what the diy scene is uh yeah, i support it <laughs> yeah, it's the best. And, and, and you, you know, I mean, what, what goes along with that is a open mindedness, generally speaking, a generosity of spirit. You're paying, playing places where refugees are welcome. Your sexuality isn't a big issue. You know, uh, yeah. most places are naturally quite feminist, you know, and, um, you know, you're, you're making friendships and connections before you go on stage. And um, uh, generally speaking, my favorite kind of bills are ones where the acts are diverse but their hearts might be fairly similar you know what i mean you yeah. know um i mean my uh there's two people i love to play with in japan but uh my one of my, my best friend in japan is a ukulele player and he plays very gentle poppy stuff he's gay um and and he really every concert i do with him he he brings the audience in, you know, and there's a kind of, if, if he goes on before me, they're kind of soft and warm and open and um, yeah. And it's kind of nice to have um, what he does. I, I mean, there's depth to it, but you know, the, the, the surface of it is, is happy, happy ish, you know, he doesn't do discordant, uh, but, but, but musically we're really different, but as two people, we're, we're really compatible and uh yeah, I don't get. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't get too caught up in what a genre is. You know. No, I, I love that. That's why I'm just asking these kind of questions. Just not me. While people are starting in to check you out, be yeah. like, "Wait, this is so different." You know. So I'm inviting everyone. There'll be links for all the stuff underneath the show. So please Lovely. check them out. Thank you. What's What's fun is like, and I love the fact. Listen to a couple of your albums. Everything is cohesive, but it's also not the same. Yeah, you know? yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I'm no. not off. Go on, you first. Yeah. Well, see, it all fits together, but it's not. It's not the same, which is no. fantastic. And I love that about an artist when you're not being so repetitive, but you're kind of doing what you want to do. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, it's not super difficult, and and it's. I don't know. I'm gonna say the next thing, and I hope it doesn't come across like hippie bullshit. No offense to hippies, but. You're like a river flows, doesn't it? You know, yeah. uh, it, it has its own natural flow and pattern, you know, and um, 
yeah, I, I just put a song together and if it feels good, it, it stays that way. I, I mean, and you gen, generally kind of, with the words and the music, you let them land. You don't try too hard and they kind of find their place, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I, I don't really think about the music intellectually. I kind of, oh yeah, feels right. It feels right. That's, um, that's going to stay. And, and, and you know, it, it might, it might morph, you know, it's been how about songwriting a- for you though? I'm sorry. How about songwriting How's that coming about? So it sounds very natural. Do you have like your bass just always near you and you're like, you get an idea, you start with a, playing the bass first or a melody or a thought of a lyric? Um, some, most often uh, it'll be the bass, but but it's good if there's a lyric as well. It, it's great if it's not always, you know, the lyrics imposed on top or if the lyric comes, it'll change what's what's been written. Mm-hmm. And a, a little bit, you know, like with the last last proper like physical release, um, Andy from No Means No joined and, you know, it, it, the, the songs didn't stay the same. You know, <laughs> I, I'd written them, but you, it, w- it wouldn't be a conversation if, if the structure and the, the delivery sort of remained as it was. You know, he had a real effect on amplifying them, you know, kind of expanding them. Challenging yeah. you a little differently, too. Well, you work with a lot of artists, though, too, though. feels like you... Yeah, yeah. Either friendly, like just jamming with them or like you've recorded some too you just have a couple things actually lately done a couple your last was at the rainbow um double rainbow double rainbow yeah yeah yes yes i just listened to that today actually it's a fun fun thing how'd that one come across like you guys together well i like it yeah uh, I, I don't i don't plan or strategize um i got i got a job every July in 2015, where I taught drama in a school in Tokyo. Uh, they paid me a wage and they they helped towards the plane fare. That meant I yeah. could afford to tour Japan. So I've toured Japan four times. And the second time I played in Fukuoka, uh, my ukulele friend saw me and he was reminded of uh, to me and to many, uh, quite a few people, a uniquely special guitarist my age who, li- yeah. who lives in that area. So two years later, we played together on an island in an estuary. Uh, it's like, you know, the mouth of the river where it almost becomes the sea. Uh, and the album's called Double Rainbow because uh, we're on a ferry and it was a storm. You know, you, you'll actually hear thunder and see a bit of lightning. We landed on the island 15 minutes later it all disappeared. Two rainbows appeared. And then uh, I saw Kumio, I played, and then I saw Kumio play, and um, I was just deeply affected by him. I mean, I I saw somebody unique, and um, it felt like, um, (laughs) to give you the honest image that I felt, it felt like an arrowhead going through life, uh, but not oblivious of what's around it, you know, and... um, uh, the ukulele guy, his name's Cozy. Uh, he, he, oh, I, I, I'll, I'll just say it as it is. He, he, he thought we were kind of, uh, it's a contradiction in terms of similarly unique. And we are, we, we, we had a big. I get that. I get that. Because um, I struggled trying to figure out how to say the right phrasing and do it justice with your music yeah. and the other artists. So, so really, you know, it wasn't a big plan, but, but the, the split vinyl came about because Kumio and me have a strong connection. He's, he doesn't appear to be career-minded either, you know. I mean, he doesn't push himself. He's not networking. 
but his talent is so huge that you know people come to him like his previous album was uh, uh recorded by Jim O'Rourke you know and then um on my side again it, it, like the two people that I'm collaborating with uh it was just so natural uh the first guitarist Andy Kerr no means no wrote to me and said do you want to do a cover of we are all prostitutes by the pop group I said yes and we never ended up doing it um <laughs> We, we did three vignettes that allude to the song. Um, you know, we've taken that capitalism is the most barbaric of all religions line because it's it's good. Uh, and then I threw six songs at Andy and he wrote on them all and really, really, you know, vir he's virtuosic in terms of, um, you know, not like, not like going like that, but just... Um, you can come up with the emotion that's required for each thing and have a change on it and then... Kathy, my girlfriend, my partner, she, she plays saxophone on one song and she's primarily an improviser. And uh, the, 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 the album opens up with, um, there's a wheelchair lift in a place where I work and it squeaks really badly. It's like a free <laughs> jazz sax player, you know, like <laughs> Joe, Joe McPhee or Peter Brotsman or something. So um, I recorded that and she improvised with it. And um, yeah, I think most people wouldn't be able to tell which is the human being. That is awesome. Uh, so it, it all comes about through um, asking people you like or they like you, and, and and it naturally falls into place. You know, um, I don't I don't totally know, but for the next album, that there will definitely be quite a few collaborations. Will there? Uh, well, because it's 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 different. I'm sorry. What's interesting is because it's not like you guys go. You know what? We all like Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith. Like so, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has. You guys don't have your own sound that sounds like nobody else. So to go in and collaborate with somebody else that has their own totally different sound. So for the point of reference, it's very different. And that's why it's very interesting. And it's very passionate because it is, it's very pure. It's, it's all, you know, commercially driven. This is all honest music. Yeah. I mean, it just never enters my head and it's almost a problem. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I, I should, I should push myself more, you know, and, that, and I, I think I have to, because, you know, in these COVID times it's it's really sink or swim and uh, i don't pretend to be able to make a living out of my music but before covid and before brexit i was playing 110 or even more gigs a year for you know the last three or four years and that brings in an income it's a very precarious way to earn money but every you should tour, be able to your music is, your music is good enough you're you know what i've seen in your stage presence on video obviously not in person you know you're very, it's very nice. It'd be a very inviting room. It just, you know, there's artists that, you know, don't have a caliber that can fill rooms in, around the world. So there's no reason why, you know, well, someone I mean, like you who's so, so sincere, if you just feel it. Well, you know, you're, you're looking for, uh, I, I mean, it's just, you make so many lasting friendships and so many things that happen on the tour teach you things, you know, like everybody's going through shit uh almost every country is going through a similar problem and then you know you watch how people operate out of uh, i mean i'll co I come back to this in every interview i ever do but <clears throat> watching how generosity of spirit manifests you know um i'm gonna trust you do you want some food you are welcome and this sort of thing and uh it's not as black and white as mainstream society is really bad mm. but um if i come off the back of a big tour of you know a good few weeks I feel fantastic. You know, it feeds you. And I would say, you know, I'm 55 now and 
the last five, six, seven years have been the best of my life. Not when I was 20 years old, you know, and um, yeah, that's a real achievement. But yeah, I'm I'm financially insecure. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I love it. I've got to sort that out. You know, um, you gotta get yourself a manager who's a shark, so you can just be continue to be the gentle giant that you are, and just play your music. You know what I mean, and not worry about that. So you can keep us on hot dog buns or something. Yeah, yeah, no, just totally no. But you're right. I mean, mean, I do. Yeah, you need a bit of help. Um, I have the same problem. I can't promote with with anything. You know, it's it's hard. I have the same problem when it comes to promoting stuff. It feels weird. It feels uncomfortable. I'm like, I just want to talk to the artists. I just want to talk music. I want to, you know. The promotion part doesn't feel like it's natural. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like sometimes I'll see a, even a photo of friends where, you know, the photograph is really nice. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to go down that route. But, you, you, you know, that, that, that there is a homogeneity coming along. You know, like I, I read an article recently where about the, the cultural standardization of art schools, you know, where it's everything is becoming more, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I can only speak as, as a, a guy who's well into his middle age, but everything looks so much more packaged now. And But having said that, you know, there's someone out there who's in their teens or early 20s who knows a lot more about, you know, the new independent culture more than me, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I'm no elder statesman. Uh, I, I did find it interesting. Have you seen the Nightingales documentary? No, not yet, no. Uh, well, uh, Robert Lloyd, the singer, the, the, there's a subtext to that film, which is before Margaret Thatcher in the UK, it was much easier for a working class misfit to do music. You know, you could go to university to, for free. There were various kind of unemployment courses, a thing called the Enterprise Allowance Scheme, where you could just go and learn guitar. Right. You know, and it, it does feel like it's harder if you don't have money, it feels like it's harder to do that sort of thing now. But yeah, uh, not impossible, you know. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I mean, everything's changing, isn't it? <laughs> Crikey, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, music is not the world for most people. Make money, and you know, I would just go for music, and I do another career, and I do this because I want to support other artists. You know, for that particular reason, because it's not easy for you guys to to get out there and do this kind of stuff. You know. What was crazy is, and let me ask you this: so, with being with Brexit, and I when the show Brexit was kind of getting really hot around the time, especially when the show started, and when I talked to people about it and hearing the change, how was it affecting you, like right now? Because it feels like it's such a nightmare. Well, I mean, one of one of my traits is that I'm not very practical, so I haven't really addressed it yet. <laughs> there, there is a thing where if you're really like friends who are, you know. Uh, like in places like Holland, if if you're properly underground, the the mid-scale bands are definitely going to have a problem with carnets, visas. Um, There seems to be some get-out clause where if you can carry your your stuff on your back, you know, so really I've got a suitcase with some records and a tuning pedal, uh, you might get away with it. And like that, but um, I'll start to tour Europe again next year. Uh, and absolutely one of my favorite countries to tour is Spain and a, a visa is supposedly required. So I'll, I'll collaborate with my Spanish friends to see what that means. Um, I can't let it get in the way. You no, know? but it's crazy that, that it's not like that you guys are making a bazillion dollars and the countries are being stripped down. It's, it's very, it's culturally good to have musicians from other countries and other areas coming in 
it's, it brings in more, you know, for, for these countries. So to penalize the artists that clearly are working, <laughs> working artists, is not cool. It's not beneficial. I mean, it used to be really bad. I know, I know anybody coming from Europe trying to come into America with a visa is a nightmare. What's like five grand or something, and then you denied, and then, and then you get taxed for everything you do in America. I mean, it's, it's a hard grind for a foreign band to come over to America. And now you guys have every country over in Brexit. This, this deal is kind of... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's just... Um, I, I really think that, you know, from Margaret Thatcher onwards, Tony Blair included, that, that uh, anything that didn't make money... Uh, you know, uh, I think Margaret Thatcher considered, you know, cultural courses, including like study of ancient language. Uh, the, the, there is some footage of her saying that this sort of thing is a luxury. And then... Um, the oh, argument, that's, it, it, oh, that's it, awful. The, the, the argument that you use is so reasonable, but it doesn't apply to these people. Uh, uh, the reason for Brexit is to just protect the, the tax havens of the rich and everything else masquerades as... Um, uh, you know, some kind of patriotic getting your country back, but it's it's a they're actually shitting on the flag. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's not my country, so I can't. I will not speak for another country. But it feels oh, like a lot of people you. that spoke. But it feels like a lot of people that that spoke for it are saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa I didn't know this. Like I made a mistake. Like it feels like a lot of people are pulling back when they realize the bill of sale was not yeah, well, what they, they were getting sold. away with lies, but they're not challenged on it. And it's, you know, to go back on a pure level where I am not out of my depth is like, like double rainbow. I've not counted up, but there's seven or eight or nine nationalities on that record. Uh, and basically they're all just good people who are my friends. It's, you know, one's Italian, one's Japanese, one's me, one's French, you know, it's, I don't know what the deal is. You, you know, it's just like people who like each other, helping each other. And, um, you know, in the, the DIY scene, uh, yeah, I don't think any of us are that bothered about borders. We just love each other as people. It's um, Which is the most important thing. And that's probably the most rewarding. And, and the wealthiest thing you have on that level, you are very wealthy, you know, and successful, you know, and being a human, you're, you're being a, a, a successful human being, which is really the most important thing in the world. And, and you're, you're an international being <laughs> where you yeah, have friends and you yeah. don't there's no rules like in, in borders like that and and you you are the ultimate creative creative force of yourself of your own destiny i mean when you travel on this sort of level you're not really a tourist and it's i can think of i played a small town where there was a lot of like i played an old cabaret hall i won't say the name of the town uh that was uh dilapidated but kind of beautiful and after the sound check, I went and walked out and there were a lot of just, it was in Japan, a lot of men just stood in the street. Uh, and it turns out it's a, it's a mining town that is no longer a mining town. And that walk after sound check was like, fuck, that could be England, that could be northern Spain, that could be Scotland, that could be, you know, the Ruhr in, in Germany. It, you, you kind of realise right. what, what people are going through is just universal. And, and, and they're not probably all financially secure or got their affairs in order, but I bet no. you their souls are not chock full of the experience and the love that you have. You know, I no mean, one can take that. <laughs> I mean, it stops. It's it, it, Tim, you're, you're to, my lovely flatmate has got his earphones off, but you're fine, aren't you, Tim? Yeah, yeah. he's lovely. I've got a really great flatmate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm deaf. Is it okay? This <laughs> it's part of the, uh, I won't show you in. Um, what did you ask me then? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying that other you were you kind of were at some level 
putting yourself back a little bit by saying, you know, you're not so financially, you know, you don't feel like you're where you are where you should be financially. But I'm saying a lot of people, that's probably 95% of the world, where they're not where they think they should be because everyone's always telling you you're not where you're supposed to be financially every time you turn around. But yeah. the, is, no one's telling you how you need to be emotionally. No, and I'll bet you those people probably aren't as full of the, the brim with really good experiences and friends yeah, like that, like you have. You have to be proactive. But, but, but it's funny because it kind of uh, – I'm less fucked up than I used to be. And I, I think one like, – like fucked upness comes on like personal self-pity or even, you know, like national self-pity. Uh, and um, everybody's going through something and every country is going through something. Um, you know, you can go to Catalonia and see their, their case for independence – and how passionately a lot of the Catalans feel that. And you can be in Scotland and see a similar thing. I mean, there, there, there are definite differences, but but you watch people's struggles, you know, I mean, a big thing about Scottish independence is, is not nationalism. It's just, we want away from Westminster and the, mm. the cesspit it is, you know, I mean, it's a lost cause. I think on your next, on your next tour, the way you're speaking, you should bring yourself a little diary and I see a book coming. <laughs> okay. talking about you know, talking to people you know i think i think it'd be a very interesting read actually you've got, um, you've got to try and write positively have i lost you tim okay right he's lovely my flatmate right yeah uh, this room looks a lot nicer than my bedroom because i've only just moved into it so it's a bit uh but it's, there's nothing it's just a bare wall so uh everyone has their own things i've had people just calculate right? yeah. it is nice it is nice i just happen to my, my place looks nice because it's a collection of my family's stuff and my wife is nice enough to hang everything up because she got yeah, tired of the way I had it set the way I had it set up was not user friendly. You know, I was just grab stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, yeah, family and they help you out. It's good. You know, it's really, yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Then let's go of course a little bit. You're on the road a lot and you're traveling. So if it's just you or whatever, you got to have a good book with you or something, right? What are some good books you recommend? <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're going off the track a little bit. Right. Yeah, that's good. I spent a lot of time sleeping, but um, on the trains or looking out the window. But good books. Uh, what have I enjoyed recently? There's um, do you know that Journey to the West? Um, I don't, but I'm always looking for a good book. So, well, there was a nineteen late seventies Japanese TV series called Monkey Magic, and okay. it was three monsters, a Buddhist monk, and a horse that was actually a dragon uh, and they had to they had to walk they had to walk from uh, china to india to get some scriptures right buddhist scriptures and um, yeah it's just a romp because they, they keep meeting um they, they, every, every chapter is a fight but with really freakish kind of creatures like at That's one the- point uh, the strongest demon who's a good guy he gets lacquered because he was trying to eat baby shaped fruit from a tree and the tree demon just embalms him in lacquer and he's he stuck for a few months in lacquer and it's it's, it's really bizarre but it's it's, it's very very I like, I like that kind of stuff and the the god of the wind in this book he has bouffant eyebrows <laughs> that's a very satisfying image that he's you know he's got, that is that is crazy and the series, the young girl yeah, Tim, Tim. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I've got my lovely flatmate involved, but that, that, that's flavor, <laughs> isn't it? It is. That's good. That, 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 he's the salsa in the burrito. Yeah. So, is he? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Put his headphones on now. Yeah. Uh, um, what else? Olga Tokarczuk. Do you know her? Polish writer. I don't. That's the whole problem. Is I have not been doing a lot of 
reading in the past few years, you know, besides like music and stuff for the show. So that's why I'm, I love it. I think the viewers are going to, you know. Yeah, she's got a, uh, she'll drive your plow through the bones of the dead. It's like a magical realist, feminist murder mystery, murder mystery. That, that's really good. You know, um, those, those are two that stand out. But All right. Book. They're not going to give you a big, huge book, uh, Oprah book club or anything, which is kind of curious because, you know, I asked that because like, I went out a while ago to get a book. I'm like, oh, you know, I want a paperback because everything's on your devices. I'm like, I want to just hold something that's not lit up or I can't, you know, yeah, plug it in. For you. Absolutely. And I, and I, you know, and I had always had tons of books. And then in a few years, I've everything's on devices because it's easier and it's, you know, but then all of a sudden it's like, it's not the same. So I, I went to the bookstore and I'm like, I don't know what I want anymore. Because it's hard to read reviews. It's hard to, because, you know, you're at a store and you're, you're touching them and you look at all the books. They're so overwhelming. And I'm like, man, I got to talk to some people. Like, what are people reading? What are good yeah, books? No, not, I mean, not, the, not, not the normal book. You know what I mean? It really, really uh, does feel good. I did. I mean, you probably know Jonathan Franzen, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his book, Freedom, that made me weep. Uh, it's like a thick tome, but there, there's something that happens near the end that is so succinct and beautiful. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to read more. It's, it's one of those things like coming back to life, isn't it? We've all got to get off the screen a bit. I, I think so. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I did get a book, and it's like crazy. It's about a woman who's, she had a cat that talks, and, and they're like being chased. It's like, it's, it's, it sounds like the first story you're talking about, where the creatures are different, and the characters evolve into other things. There's like a, a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor and irony, and it's, it's a fun little journey. I, I wish I could think of the name of it now. But to that point is, I'm like, I want to keep going. I know, right? I'm not, I'm not going to be good at endorsing that book, would I? Um, but I grabbed it and it sounded interesting and I've gotten into the journey of it now, but I'm, I'm going to need more books. So I'm going to, right, well, you're, you're, you're on my book list now. I will be writing these down and hopefully know, some I'll other people. Two, three, four, five. And, but it's funny, the things you think you should read, like I bought a <coughs> illustrated beginner's guide to Karl Marx and uh, it's just too dry. You know, you should like marks and stuff, but you know, thirty pages in, I think I'm really having to make myself read this. You well, know, that's the thing. Uh, like, when I went to the bookstore, the first thing I did was pick up all the classics that I haven't read in my hand. You know, you're like, uh, you know, all of them. You're like, oh, uh, you know, I just can't. I want to go somewhere else. <laughs> but you know, you feel guilty. The first thing I picked up was those. You know. <laughs> but but you know, you can't do that. Um, so you actually did you just were you recording? What is your recording process? Because I know sometimes you do stuff. And you oh, you like all different different fun ways of recording too. Well, with the kind of vinyl releases, the last three have been recorded in a, a friend's recording studio flat in Glasgow. Um, or and also uh, I've got a band in Holland that are like family called De Kift. Um, they've been going since the eighties. They're really from the like the Dutch squat punk scene. They've got their own studio in in a former squat in a town about. <laughs> 30 40 minutes north of amsterdam uh and they let me record there extremely cheaply it's just a like they're looking after me it's really lovely um that's very kind so on, on that's my side, gift <laughs> yeah the gift k-i-f-t that that means uh it's, it, it means the green eye the envy uh the, the, they're they're special you know i was doing a pun on that i was doing uh they're calling them the gift for you, it, it is yeah. a gift for you. They're, they're giving you the gift. gift, gift. The... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, God knows what will happen now with Brexit. But uh, the, the the last album, all of my side, were, was recorded in studio to gift. Uh, apart from the squeaky lift, which was recorded on my phone. Um, but yeah, I've got an engineer friend who's really fast, and um, 
likes different music to me, which is good. Yeah, I think it's quite, you know, oh, oh, should, should we get a scratchy post-punk guy in? No, we'll get this guy in who's a shit-hot engineer who likes other music. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of, the, all of my side of the last one was recorded in Holland. And then, yeah, the instrumental thing that came out on Bandcamp, that was just, I recorded new instrumentals in, in a kitchen on my phone. Uh, then somebody mastered it, but that was just... Um, it's like going to the gym again. You realize you've lost your powers of concentration and you're just, um, and I do think those songs will, I'll, maybe I'll take them off Bandcamp. I'm not sure, but really? they'll morph into other songs and you you know, there'll be collaborations. It's a, it's a nice release. I was listening to it. It's very nice. I mean, yeah, and I, I like the fact it's, you know, you, you kind of doing your thing and it's kind of just instrumental and you, you actually do the album art. You do the artwork, the artwork on I that one. I do that painting, yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. I started painting again and that, that that's a really yeah uh it gives me great satisfaction and uh there's there's lots of ideas and it exercises um a different muscle than the music does you know they overlap but it's um yeah and again like like I have a, I have a, I have an idea in mind and it, it sometimes doesn't finish that way uh yeah with the painting yeah oh no I'm glad thank you I I, I like that image too I loved it. I saw that and I had I actually looked and I was so happy that it was actually acknowledged and who it was because I was going to ask you who actually did the, the image on that because I love that, that kind well, of the, the style. Guy, the guy walking off the cliff. Yeah, that, that's me. Yeah. yeah. It actually has you saying it. You, you know, it's, yeah, it gives you credit right on it on the Bandcamp page for that. It's, yeah. it's you know, people have I to mean, check it out. It's really good artists as well. You know, um, the double rainbow cover is by Kumio Karachi, the, 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 Jap- mm-hmm. the guitarist on the other side. And um yeah, his job, he's a painter for an architect's firm in Japan because he's geometrically quite accurate, but his paintings have a real feel. Like, like you can you can honestly see like a picture of a washing machine that he's yeah. painted and it, it makes you go, oh, you know, and he does things that are a bit more fantastical than that, but he, he can paint a kind of seemingly mundane, you know, subject matter and ju- just bring it to life. Um, Put some energy into it. We all your cover, though, you have... Uh... <sighs> What is the one where it's like a, the colors are more of a similar color? Um, it's like a girl and a monster in a bus stop with a girl. Yes, yes, that. That's a nice one, too. Yeah, I love that. that. That's that. Rocco Lombardi from Italy. I first came across him, uh, his art, I, I, I think in probably about 2014, 15, I played an olive oil mill in southern Italy. And in the bedroom was a picture of his and I fell in love with it and I got in touch with him and he he did the cover to album number three and album number five. And because he knows me, especially by the second one, um, <coughs> you know, uh, the art's really personal. Like, like, every, every cover, even from the very first one, the CDR, their they're conversations with the artists and um, my idea, their idea, and then the collaboration. And it, it's, yeah, I'm always got a buzz from they're all great they're all that's the point is they're all yeah. great there's no not a bad cover i you know i stopped and i had to look at all the covers and look at like the you know the full thing i like listening to it you're not really knowing where it was recorded because this is very comfortable you know it could be recorded in some super posh studio or you don't know it's very nice and it's clean and it sounds and it feels like you're in the room you know yes. it's some run you know yeah intimacy yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your therapist. What's that? No, but <laughs> I'm not I, your I, therapist. I, intimacy. No, but I, I mean that's like, like the three gigs I just did down in England. They were they were intimate. 
I mean, you can still be powerful, you know, you can still blast out, but, um, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, really, to me, the only two ways of doing it with you playing would be that nice, beautiful, intimate feeling, or unless you can rent out Red Rocks and blast out Red Rocks with a reverb on your bass. <laughs> you know? Red Rocks? Look it up. It's, I said outside. Oh, you mean, whoa. Yeah. yeah. With all the, that's the only other place I'd like to hear you play. The big echo, yeah, the yeah, big that, sound that, with that, it. That'd be an interesting challenge. I'll, I've been invited to play a cave in the Canary Islands. That would be good. That would be fun. I'd be fucking Those are the two I hear you as. I like the intimate. But if there is one other way to not do it, that nice sound, it would be go big with lots of sound shooting out like rocks and nature. Yeah, I don't know what that would do to my songs. There'd be some undertones and over. To, yeah. Yay. Probably be magic. That's what oh, it would be. Thank you. Thank you. You know, yeah. this is. This, is, this has been fun. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, Me too, yeah. I hope people are going to check you out. I'm going to encourage this. You know, I'm going to post this, and I want people to check you out. I want to have you come back again. Yeah, um, it's been a lovely is, conversation. I know it's late. You need to sleep. You have a busy day. Yeah, so. I don't have to get up too early, but yeah. Lovely to connect. There you go. Take care, man. Cheers. All right, bye. Bye-bye, matey. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>